0: Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast with Simon Cocking, Senior Editor. I'll be doing a series of interviews with people at the cutting edge of green tech, clean tech, and anything else that we think is interesting and worth listening to for you guys, our listeners. Okay, so today uh, our latest guest on the podcast is somebody whose work we followed for a while. We've interviewed him a few times, but we've never actually uh, had him on the podcast. So first of all, uh, who am I speaking to today and where are you based
1: I'm Spiros Megaris. Uh, it's a great honour to be with you, Simon, and I'm based in Switzerland.
0: Awesome. Um, so, look, I mean, you often feature very prominently on various lists of people to who of who to follow on Twitter uh, for different subjects. So, I guess for people that don't know you, um, what do you do, and what areas are you most active in? Uh, I'm a venture
1: capitalist uh, and also called influencer. I've been. Um, ranked by Analytica many times number one, and Revenitiv uh, belongs to Reuters, just named me the number one finance influencer globally, hmm. and I'm I'm fortunate enough to be involved in two unicorns, startups that are above one billion dollars, it's Wefox Group, it's an tech, it's the biggest insurtech in Europe, and STC Pay, which is in Saudi Arabia, it belongs to STC, uh, it's a big the biggest telecom company there and in several startups uh, spark labs group as a venture partner and and then so basically uh i'm uh, an advisor, board member you know investor in several oh, mm-hmm. prominent so, startups and yes in yeah, a nutshell no. <laughs> I, oh, I do look, this a lot I realize it comes out really quickly oh, sorry
0: <laughs> that, that's all good as uh, good to be uh, efficient um how 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 did you move into being a VC was it something you always wanted to do or was it a, a consequence of having been through the process a few times yourself uh, i think um
1: being in the process of, a few times myself i come from the hedge fund industry originally lifetime been in the business in the hedge fund business um, and basically i grew with it uh, through the growth of fintech i mean fintech as we call it i mean as we all know simon fintech existed before it was just called fintech but uh, i grew with the industry and then one day brings the other and you know like everything else you know you grow with it
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: uh, and then some luck obviously and hard work but uh I call myself lucky too. I think I'm one of those people who believe that luck plays a big part in life, and uh, hard work—it uh, takes both. But without luck, it's very hard. But uh, you know, and that's not—that's not false modesty. But I—I I just believe uh, that uh,
0: that's how life plays. Yeah. Look, I mean, and I think, like the golfer said, you know, the more you practice, the luckier you get. So I think <laughs> very nice, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that,
1: Simon. I have to use this one. <laughs> Excellent. No, and uh, and for our listeners, I know Simon for a while, and uh, it's a privilege to know you and uh, your your big voice and uh, your huge support of the industry and, uh, and, uh, and 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 and. But just I wanted to give this back because you know, and I don't get paid for that, and I and but a strong belief in that, Simon. Yeah, I just wanted to. <laughs> our listeners to know what you do for the industry.
0: Very kind, very kind. Um, Sure. So look, um, uh, we've been, I guess we're going to talk to you in general, but we've also been speaking to a few VCs recently who feel that there's been a, a a move towards an alignment between the values of clients and customers and what they would like to see from the, from the companies they work with. Um, Is this something you're seeing? So what I mean is like B Corps or Patagonia or having some sense of a sustainability and a context of how your company works in relation to the planet. Uh, Are you seeing that in, in, in the industry that you work in as well, or is that yet to really be a big factor?
1: I think uh, uh, I see it and I don't. I I see some players like Bank uh Challenger Bank uh, that plants trees. I, I see I see I see that part and I believe a lot of people now in our industries uh are conscious about uh, what's happening environmental wise and that we have to do things. Is this a marketing ga- gimmick or not? I don't believe it, I hope, but uh, mm-hmm. I think primarily you have to we are still in the stage where you have to build a business but keep uh, in mind that if you can do something for the environment and for the glo- for the globe for the for, you know it's a good thing you know and if there's a way to find you know you you distribute some of your profits for for good cause the better but i think we have to stay focused and um You know, if if it's somebody, a company that believes that's the way to go, the better Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of uh, having this uh, put on your flag, so to speak, and say this is one of the key drivers. But I think primarily people, the the majority of businesses are still the startup businesses of, of dealing with the challenges ahead of them, you know, growing the business, make it better, you know. Yeah, it's almost like 100 years ago, uh, you know, when those industrialists they didn't care about pollution; they just had to grow. I don't mm-hmm. say it's good. As as they get bigger, they realize pollution was a bad thing, and we have to do something about it. Look at the, and that's the way I see it in the fintech space as well. I think the primarily concerns are how do we grow, how do make it a sustainable, good business for our customers, for us, for investors, for everyone. As, mm-hmm. as as much as possible. And then I think uh, then you start thinking, hey, maybe we, how can we also do something good, technology for good, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's my honest opinion. I mean, uh,
0: but I could be wrong. Obviously, I've been wrong often. Though, but that's just my opinion. Very good. That's five cents. Cool. So, look, um, when when you do work with a company as an advisor and on the board, um, what 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 kind of um advice do you give them, and in what areas uh, do you see mistakes they might be about to make, but you can that you can kind of leave your your experience to help them avoid making them.
1: I, I see, I mean, first of all, not every company you're involved with um, wants to advise as often as you would like to give it. No. <laughs> but which is fair, it's their baby, you know, it's like, you know, it's like people uh, uh, people like to ask you first before you give them the advice, but that's not always wise, but that's how it is, you know, and I, I don't expect people to, or companies to take my advice, but if they ask me, I will give it. Or if it's my job as a board member, we'll have to give it anyway. So mm-hmm. coming to the answer, so you're looking for, I think, focus. Stay focused. Uh, you know, people become very quickly. Everyone cocky and think, "Oh my God, I'm successful. I raise money." Blah blah blah. Uh, and and I like to fulfill some other dreams as well. But I think success comes with focus. You know, you don't see a tennis player playing golf. Maybe they play well golf. a dad plays excellent golf, but i think the focus is tennis or if a golf player plays tennis and you know because i'm so good at golf maybe i should play tennis as well Mm. both both things will uh, suffer from it stay focused focused means um, uh, on the on solution side focus on on improving what you have because having a business and customers is always room for improvements better user experience better uh, better execution of strategy and and then and that's very hard to do yeah yeah we have to be very big to start experimenting with some new stuff like you know i always like to give examples uh, like Mm -hmm. amazon with cloud services which is a huge business for them but i don't think if he if he started with book selling we said oh my god let's do some cloud at that point it was not an issue but i'm just saying at the end you don't do anything well and you will fail I think focus is the key word. Does it really add your strategy to the focus or is it the distraction? Is yep. it nice to have? That's my, 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 my thinking. And that's what I tell a constantly. Focus, focus and customers acquisition. I mean, do you gain customers because I only join companies that already have traction because that shows me the customers either B2B or B2C. Already gave the proof, uh, the stamp of approval, that your business is worth worth something. You know, it's not just an idea; it's something people buy your product or buy your services, and 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 the more you have of those, <laughs> the better your yeah. business.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, it that is so simple, <laughs> but difficult. But it is the validation, like you say. Yeah, I mean, like otherwise, it's just an idea that you are pushing on the world. Otherwise. So yes. yeah. Um so look um you 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 you're you're, very, you're a keen advocate of AI right? So yes. I guess it's a good idea to what are you excited about and, and 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 is general AI AI around the corner or are we talking about AI in very specific ways you know leveraging machine learning to do specific things very well. I, I guess I what think, are you excited about I think about? the sec- I think the second
1: part uh I think we're still early it depends which country i mean China is obviously more advanced in implementing ai solutions and they're less afraid of companies but if we talk to or if you look at studies um, mckinsey had just a study this week um, and uh, other companies there comes a lot of studies uh, how you know people start projects big companies but it's hard to uh, to scale it Smaller companies, obviously, uh, they're forced to, thank God, to deploy AI machine learning because how can you scale your solution uh, with all this data and provide your customers with uh, uh, with useful information if you don't use AI machine learning? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you have few people and so many customers. So, basically, I think we're still early. Uh, we, I mean, we're... Where is it deployed, also in big institution for fraud detection. Uh, also, big banks use it, obviously, KYC. I mean, there's so many cyber. I mean, uh, there's so many chatbots, obviously, through COVID, uh, gained even a bigger importance. And But we're still early, but we're fast learners. And I think slowly uh, CEOs and board members of big corporations uh, they're much more comfortable with uh, with deploying AI, and we're talking now outside of the tech companies because I mean you don't have to tell Google or Apple, you know. I mean, especially Google. Uh, I mean, yeah. how can Google give you this kind of research uh, search results without using AI? Mm. And and about um, more advanced, I think sometimes it's still music. <laughs> <laughs> music my but i give a good great example i uh, maybe you've seen it last year beginning of the year when samsung came with its neon avatars n e o n capital letters they looked so real like humans but there mm-hmm. are now other companies as well that provide this as um, as chatbots more sophisticated chatbots those avatars and they yeah. will look more real, and for that you need, of course, you know, a lot of AI skills. But that's the future because at the end of the day, it's gonna say this is Simon or this is Spiros. He will look like Spiros. He's gonna look extremely like Spiros. Yeah. And but it's gonna say it's an avatar, and we don't care, you know, because it's still nicer than a chatbot. And even the good chatbots we have nowadays, there are always people somewhere when uh when the chatbot can't anymore respond well to a question and then the p- human being comes in yeah uh, and picks up at the slack yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> but we're still early i believe but uh, i think um, there's a lot of spending in ai uh, i think the next three years will be 98 billion but those numbers vary uh by idc study and if you don't expose yourself to this AI uh, possibilities, you will fall back, because your competitors will. And uh, and But people have already realized that there's money to be made by using AI. And not only on the cost-saving side, but also providing better solutions. That's why I tweet a lot about AI, because none of the companies I'm involved in of FinTech or InsureTech can succeed. Without deploying AI and machine learning, even of those specific small tasks, that do very well. You know.
0: Yeah. Look, I mean, and uh, I don't know about you, but I I used to uh, chat to chatbots to see how long it would take before I could get to reaching a human because <laughs> because it good to, it, 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 to see either if the replies got stupid or if the, or to get replies that were of quality. Uh, you would be defaulted over to a human working on a Saturday for the for the edge cases. Uh, But like you say, with avatars, I mean, as humans, if, if, if we could look and speak, look and talk to something that we feel is even close to human, we would quite quickly, I think, adopt that and go with it, particularly like you say, if it offered a better service, because an avatar, you know, like Watson's IBM can leverage the insights of many, many Brains and in wisdom far more than one person in a call center can. So, uh, like you say, the the capacity for better service is huge. Now, you mentioned briefly, uh, like with with uh, how we've had to work this year and COVID and everything, and AI. Um, are you seeing, or what are your thoughts in terms of behavioral nudges? that have forced companies to do things differently now and therefore what what will 2021 be like Uh, i don't think it will revert back to how it was but how do you see 2021 playing out when we move to a post post pandemic time with ai and everything i think that the working from home concept will remain uh, but the different
1: companies will uh, have a different ratio how much i mean 50 50 or all together Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they will remain because it uh, it favors, uh, it's also cost saving when people work from home, you know, they have to figure out a way to compensate them. And then all of a sudden they also realize maybe we don't need all those people, uh, which is a bad side effect. Uh, COVID uh, will um, accelerate the digital transformation, obviously. I mean, you see see grandparents... uh, uh, grandparents to FaceTime, which I didn't do before. Not all grandparents. A lot of them did already because I wanted to see their grandchildren. But all of a sudden it forced you to to learn new new tricks. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think COVID did this and, oh, and continues doing it, you know, because uh, uh, and I think that will remain this acceleration. Maybe it's going to slow down a little bit because we can't keep up that kind of speed and learning, but it accelerated the digital transformation. And uh, and of course working from home you need uh you yeah, I know. Look at Dell and Hewlett Packard. I think um, I think Dell it was Dell and uh Hula Packard they, they had huge numbers because of the, the transformation from from working from the office to home. But people are missing the interaction. I mean, as much as I like uh, to do home because I see the person, I prefer to see the person, you know, to, to feel, to have to have a report it's, it's very different I think mm-hmm. and I think this human element we should not forget you know you know but uh yeah. and then COVID also forced this thing uh that uh, big venture capitalists only invest in big sure bets that's where you see numbers like a stripe going maybe to even 100 billion valuation because uh, smaller, smaller, younger startups will have hard time to find funding at this moment because mm-hmm. the big venture capitalists or the bigger ones will protect their existing investments or going for sure bets where they're not going to make a lot of money anymore. I mean, I mean if you double the money at Stripe, yeah, I mean, at this stage, it's a success. You know what i mean uh, i believe not against Stripe. Stripe does a fantastic job i mean it's uh, it's one of those great companies we have in the space but uh, it's uh, people yeah. are just circling the wagons now still but i think there's huge opportunities coming now because uh, after COVID, uh, if we get the vaccine which it looks like etc we're all kind of COVID experts <laughs> <More> <laughs> than, <laughs> i think we will see an acceleration of certain other things like traveling shopping because it's like uh, going out a lot of businesses will benefit when things normalize you know
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah sorry no no uh, go on after you (laughs) and also the challenger banks who benefited from COVID, maybe that that growth rate will slow down again because the ones you gained you gained then it's going to be hard again to gain new ones, you know, because the competitions, as you've seen, as we both seen, Google, uh, you know, Google uh, came, will provide even more banking services. Mm. Uh, the competition is increasing. So the pie banks have insurance will get smaller. It will not diminish completely because uh, certain business like investment banking, I don't see a fintech company just jumping in or big, but it will diminish. It's the others who will take from that pie, from that pie that we call the financial industry, where tech
0: giants, fintech companies, everyone wants a piece of it.
1: Yeah, Uh, which before it belonged just to banks and insurances.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, and and obviously with Ant Group and you know Alipay and you know the 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 Chinese fintechs are investing in TransferWise and the European digital payments. So. Yeah. Look, I mean, they're only going to eat eat the bank's dinner, really. Um, yes. you you're, you're, you're so look. I mean, as an influencer, and you share a lot of interesting content. Um, you you're a good source to, to to see what's going on. How do you stay up to date? Where do you get your information from? And uh, uh, I'm I subscribed, mm-hmm. services, uh, from to I, I subscribed a
1: lot of services from Wire to Tech. I subscribed a lot. Was the standard newspapers people read. Then uh, I get I get often things first from um, I don't want name but from uh, big uh, consultancy companies who I have research out, and then I have my sources as well. But I get a lot of things first, and uh, and I keep reading because it's my uh, first I find it interesting, and uh, somehow I keep educating myself, I condition myself constantly, without falling in love in anything, you know. I I share I share things which I don't agree completely. but I think that that could be right, and I'm wrong in my opinion. And I leave it to the reader to decide. You know, what he likes better.
0: Yeah, I I find you're kind of a curator, like you say that you put it you put it out there, and people can then kick it around and see what they think. Yes, uh, that's
1: my that's my style because uh, I could be wrong, and that's why I love, for instance, the Economist. uh, at the end, if you read an article, you always have both opinions and uh, and then you can make your own judgment and and my main business is you know uh, is my investment business and and but all all the things I read make me a better coach i think that's the way I see it, and my life experience make me a better coach my failures make me a better coach i mean and i hope to and as I, it's so beautiful with the golfing I try to uh, to to play a lot of golf in order, I, don't, I don't play golf in order to be better at it. <laughs> 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 Although I don't play golf, I must say. I'm not yet.
0: <laughs> metaphorically.
1: <laughs> metaphorically, but I found it a great I think everyone who is successful is working very hard on what it does. Don't you think? In anything. We're not talking about fintech investment. In anything. You paint a lot, you know it it's this passion passion behind it.
0: Oh, and if, I, yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, I think you're right. And the hard work, <laughs> we will come um, down to. <laughs> so, is is being in Switzerland uh, a good place to be? Because you know, like, I mean, y- 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 you have to deal with a lot of influences and a lot of uh, other things happening. So, therefore, it kind of puts you in a place to to be less more open to 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 what might come along i guess is what i'm asking by being in switzerland oh i love it actually i think it would be different if
1: we were in london no i mean london's a great place for many reasons also uh, as a hub fintech hub but i think it's great to be outside of the, of those spots because you're much more objectively, as much as you can be objectively. And I think, I mean, look at Warren Buffett. He's not at well, he's not in New York, Ohio, no. somewhere. And mm-hmm. I think and a lot of great ad agencies, which are not in the center of where things are happening. Uh, it worked for me not to be in the center. It worked for me not to go to conferences unless I do a keynote speech. It worked for me to be... And not to fall in love with things. I don't fall in love with things. I don't fall in love with people, uh, uh, with my friends, you know. But I don't fall in love with things because if I fall in love, I'm not objective anymore. Like even a startup, I have to see it and think, oh, that's very cool stuff. But if I dig extremely deep, then I start to love something maybe because I dig too deep. You know, I, I committed too much time of course when you do investment etc you do afterwards you do diligence etc which it's a more rational thing but uh, i don't think uh, we should just stay objective as much as possible you know and uh yes that's where sounds Mm -hmm. maybe strange but i believe a lot of people are too much in love for instance with blockchain and blockchain has its use case obviously obviously but uh, i think some people They love it too much and they can't see that there's still other solutions still out there. Definitely. Better job or as good. But as I said to this morning, it's like Viagra. It was developed for blood pressure, but the success came from somewhere else. And I always tell people blockchain I mean, besides of digital currency, which I think it is a huge success and a real proof of concept of how to use blockchain. But the other things, we still are waiting for the real, really killer solution that makes people say, "My God, that's what that's what that's what blockchain is all about." But we, of course, we see it as a source of trust. A lot of things. There are a lot of business cases, but I haven't seen yet from hype to reality. And even China, people mention China a lot because China, you know, obviously has a huge initiative. Uh, to, to engage blockchain and they will use it in many cases where they can, obviously. But a lot of those uh, companies that call themselves blockchain companies, they just realized the fact that China put this as a big initiative. So the Chinese companies, a lot of them just put blockchain in their name. So, yeah, this, yeah. Is, so this is this misconception that everyone is on blockchain uh, strategy. <laughs> but still believe the blockchain will play an important role but i'm not convinced uh, when and
0: and if it's the blood pressure of the other thing you know what i mean oh the look Piagra you're right metaphor look i think so and and with the, with the Gartner hype curve uh it's it's you know, it's, it, uh, in many ways, you could say that blockchain has followed the same progression on the Gartner hype curve as many other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it comes along, it's interesting, it can do th- some things better, but then people overestimate how fast, how soon, and how well it can do it, and and forget that it could just be a tool in the in the box along with, you know, IoT, machine learning, and everything else. So, I yes, know what you mean. Exactly,
1: beautiful said. It's a toolbox. If you if it's useful, use it. But don't think
0: it's it's the tool. It's one of the tools. Definitely. Look, uh, uh, I, I always enjoy chatting to you. Um, how do people find out more about what you do and get an insight into the things that you do and the uh, the stories that you share? Uh, basically, through my Twitter handle,
1: Spiros and McGarris, <laughs> or if you Google uh, influencer, uh, fintech, and you put Spiros and McGarris, you will find me. Uh, LinkedIn obviously and my my website my new logo will be launched uh, in the coming weeks I will Uh have a new logo so uh, I'm maturing (laughs) 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 no and uh, yes that's how you find out about me and uh, you know
0: and uh, if you do Google Spiros news you find it as well yeah uh, I mean yes. in, in some ways I'm almost joking because it's quite easy to find you. Um oh, yeah. I ha- I have one final question which is um you started doing a podcast. Uh so that sounds interesting. What's the thinking behind that and and who who do you ah. want to talk to and and what's what's the idea?
1: Uh I do uh, interesting people I find you know like George Smallwood uh did or Olive, uh who worked as CPO of number 26 and now she's a different tech uh a different uh, tech company, uh, also another unicorn in Germany, or Oliver Lang from uh, Wefox. Uh, I find, you know, sometimes it's a great medium. I, I, it's not something I do weekly. It just happens. Uh, like I feel like doing a podcast, almost mm-hmm. like that. It's not something. It's more like I feel like. Yeah. You know. Oh, I saw something beautiful about Seinfeld. Uh, um, uh, Comedians uh, having coffee, and that just happened to you know. I watch him sometimes, and then he said to one comedian, to Martin Short, uh, that they said, "I don't prepare for those questions, and uh, and that I don't prepare either uh, when I do presentations. Um, uh, I don't rehearse. I do. I prepare the presentation, but I don't rehearse." the talk mm-hmm. and uh, and also here it's much easier when you when you have great questions uh, like you post and you just speak your mind it comes even if you fuck up i don't know I, well, right, <laughs> it, don't use that word even if you screw up uh it it's it's more real and the one most important thing i would like to mention before we close this podcast mm-hmm. is all those things i'm doing and you know, all the things we all do it would not be possible without the great community we in you know
0: yeah
1: of great people we both know and we deal with uh in the fintech community and all the people who support the the twitter news feeds uh twitter head tweets would not be possible and uh we should not forget this it's uh it's a great community we in and uh it's, it's very a precious co- it's a precious community and uh I, I like to stress this, and that's why I like to support things a lot, because I was also a beneficiary of support by animals. We should not forget that.
0: Yeah, look, I think you're right. And like you say, it's it's a cooperative activity to a large extent. So, look, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you, and I know you're a busy man. So thank you very much, uh, and uh, thanks for coming and t- talking with us. It was my honor to talk to you, Simon. <laughs> Keep up your great work. Thanks. Thanks.